Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Addicted to Growth podcast. I am your host, Jean Richard. Now, today I am extremely excited to bring you an amazing special guest. This individual, Tessa Marie Schillingford, she is a successful business, successful and savvy businesswoman with over 30 years experience in the financial industry. She established and managed her own business before transitioning to the financial sector for numerous years. Tessa Marie has a unique business experience with the ability to communicate effectively, and she is an invited guest speaker for numerous groups and associations. She enlightens them on knowing the benefits of proper financial management. She was the manager of financial services at one of the leading financial institutions in Ontario. Tessa Marie worked with the JVS Toronto where she facilitated their financial literacy program. She has a designation as a personal financial planner, including personal financial counseling issued by the Institution of Canadian Bankers that have emittently qualified her to provide exceptional insight into personal finance and credit management. Tessa Marie also is a graduate of the George Brown Creative Fashion Design Program. She designs and creates most of her wardrobe, y'all. <laughs> Tessa Marie is also the author of three books, Controlling the Debt Monster, The Morning Blessings, and of course, The Goal Setting Journal. Currently, Tessa Marie is engaged in IGTV videos daily sharing her knowledge of life experiences while helping others live their best lives. Her hobbies include traveling to distant places, cooking, enjoying delicious dishes with her family and friends. Tessa Marie is an avid gardener who tends to her beautiful flower and vegetable garden, which I can attest to are absolutely gorgeous. I've had the pleasure of meeting Tessa Marie almost two years ago, virtually on social media through Instagram. She was being coached at the time by Evan Carmichael. And I just, God had me press that join button. <laughs> and since then I was hooked. So it is with great pleasure that I welcome you, Tessa Marie Schillingford. Thank you so much for being here on our podcast. Thanks, Jan, for having me. It is an absolutely amazing, amazing privilege to be here with you. You have been one of my most fascinating people I've ever met. You have such lovely choices and so many, just so much you do and give to the world. I enjoy being there. It is an honor to be here today. Oh, thank you. Well, the feeling is mutual for sure. Now, there are so many things just in these short two years that I have learned from you and you, you're just teaching the world and blessing us daily with all your experience and knowledge. I say your knowledge is endless. Um, today, Oh, there are so many things, like I said, that you have taught me, and I still continue to learn daily from you. Um, what I would like for you to talk with us about is the five pillars. Can oh. you explain to us what these five pillars are, how we incorporate them into our lives, and what it can do for us? Thanks, John. That isn't a privilege to do this. Um, the five pillars of prosperity are unique. They're common, but unique. The reason why I say this is I 
developed or came on, came on them or they came to me while coaching on finance. The five pillars are like the fingers of your hand. So you know what happens when one finger is broken, the other four needs to compensate. And of course, it's not comfortable. No matter how hard we try, we can't grasp everything with four fingers or three. Although maybe one or two might be idle, but they have a special position that they take that supports the others. So that's why I say the five fingers, the five pillars are like the fingers on your hand. Now, that. no order of importance, the five pillars are emotional prosperity, physical prosperity, spiritual prosperity, mental prosperity, and financial prosperity. Now, why call them five pillars of prosperity? They are prosperous because when you think of the word prosperity, it's something you have a lot of. We think of wealth and money and possessions. But emotional, you have to have a lot of that to succeed. Your mental um, um, health is what you would call your mental prosperity because your mental prosperity is what allows you to recollect and to go back and say, I studied that. I can apply it now in that um, area of my life right now. I can respond to you properly. I can go back and get it and bring it forward. Emotional, as you know, is how you react to what you have heard, seen, or been told to. Sometimes you need to regress and you have to let it go or you have to walk away or run because it's just not the time to let it off and then you have spiritual do you believe what do you believe in even do you believe in yourself um do you believe that you have it in you that you can succeed that you're good enough you're 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 just perfect the way you are and you have gifts and talents that you can use and you believe in something maybe inside of you greater than you and you have a belief in God, if it's that type of belief you have. Then, of course, physical. So we all know what when we hear the word physical, they're the two most common ones that we hear, physical and financial. We figure that out. Physical prosperity, though, is different. When you add the word prosperity to physical, what do you mean, Tess Marie? Well, if you have great physical health you are prosperous you have a lot of it you can do things with it and so are all the other pillars financial you get but most people will come to see me for financial and after I've spoken to them and coached them I listened to them for a while I realized oh my god it's not financial financial is the symptom the cause started off with the blow up they had at work or the language they spoke to a co-worker something that was disrespectful that caused them to be without a job. It affected them mentally. They can't even focus now to be able to apply for another job. And now the symptom from that mistake six months ago, speaking inappropriately to a, a customer or colleague has, of course, showed the symptom of financial. So we had to draw back and fix the pillar, the original cause. You know, you go to the doctor. And you say to the doctor, I've got a headache, I strained my foot. That's the symptom. What caused the headache? Well, how did you um, strain your foot? That's the cause. I was wearing five-inch heel. So that's the cause. Right. I got a headache because I bounced my head on the wall and I wasn't looking. I was <laughs> Right. So these are the pillars, and that's why they represent. But they all have to be firing on all five cylinders. They all have to be working together. And if you have them working together, when you are faced, for example, with that situation where you shouldn't reply to, your, to the person at the supermarket or the person who cut you off on the road and you lost your temper and you followed them and got in an altercation with them, your emotions ran with you. And we can reframe from choosing to use our emotion at that time. But if it is not balanced, if it is not healthy, if it's not prosperous, we let it go everywhere we go. And we are known for that person that be a short fuse or, you know, if they have a temper. And really, it's that one thing that is giving you that bad name and people look at you, they reserve, and you need to fix that. So what we have to do is put them all together and let them work. They must work for you so that you can create the life you want. You would like a balanced life. Many people 
believe if you're financially prosperous, you have it made. But we have seen people that have worked themselves to the bone for 43 years. And the weekend before they retire, they collapsed. And they got a stroke, a heart attack or something, maybe not dead, but their physical health was taking a hit for 43 years while they were accumulating all that money. Emotionally, they were detached from their family. Spiritually, they had no time for connection with anyone or not even with themselves. They were so busy getting to work. So they had no spiritual connection and the strain on their mind was just going. So mentally, they were working, but they could not recall the information at all the time to apply it. And they would always be angry. So that's something we have to look at. So that's why we need to fix the five pillars and put them together. I love that. Now, what would you recommend to individuals to sustain those five pillars? Actually, before that, let me back up. How can one look at their life and recognize whether or not these five pillars are firing on all five cylinders? That if they're working properly in their life or if they need some adjusting? Observation, mm -hmm. listening, that being in, in the moment. Right. So you have to spend time in stillness and silence. Whether it's your prayer, meditation, relaxation, and, and, and think of where you are. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts? Where are your thoughts leading you? So sit in silence and stillness. Take time off to realize you are exhausted. I am tired. I need a break. I, I need a vacation. I need to do some. What is going on? So let's look at physical. You know if you eat this thing, you're going to be sick, but you ate it anyway. Mm. And now you, you do not pay attention with, to the warnings. You do not pay attention. Your weight is going up and you, you know it's going up. You just keep buying bigger clothes. The doctor <laughs> says this is going on and you, right. you, okay, and you ignore it. But you need to sit in, in silence and stillness and observe. Observe yourself. So it's, it's like going in. You spend time doing that when you pray. You spend time doing that when you just want to touch with yourself. That touch, that, that thing. Because the true you is inside of the shell. The message right. comes from inside out. So sitting and observing your action in the past 24 hours, now and again, or in a week, right. and asking the question, what am I doing to myself? What have I done today? so that I can live a fulfilled life. What can I change? You're always looking for ways to fix yourself. Yes, I totally agree. And actually my motto for this year, um, I thought of you while thinking of, okay, what is gonna last throughout this whole year that I really need to remember and, and keep in the front of my mind. And that is enjoy the moment, <clears throat> excuse me, enjoy the moment, like you just explained. Sit in quiet, sit in silence, observe what's going on. And as we've discussed before, that horrible word, <clears throat> multitasking, Ooh. and to stay away from that. Multitasking. Multitasking is something employers design to get you to do more than one thing, not realizing that you, you were always doing everything, but nothing really well. And there's still people are doing it. Like my friend doing said to me, she's cooking and she's st um, stirring something and she had her phone and her phone fell from her hand into the pot of whatever she was stewing. So she said by the, it was hot. So by the time she grasped something to get it out, the whole phone, the phone was just destroyed. Oh yeah. You know, because it was in a boil, it fell in a boiling pot. And that's one simple way of, of getting it. I myself, I a long time ago, the sink is here. I'm taking something over here, glass in my hand. I thought I put it on the counter, but I just put it on the edge of the sink, crashed into the sink. If I had either the one or the other, I wouldn't have right. had that experience. So multitasking causes you to always be living in the past mm -hmm. because you always realize I didn't do this as well as I was supposed to do it. I messed it up. I need to, you know, and what can I do next time? I have to be. So you're always going back there. 
right. to fix the moment. And, and that's what is affecting us so badly. I agree so much. And I used to look at multitasking as a good thing. And <laughs> like you mentioned, employers, you know, invented this and it is absolutely horrible. And I recall, you know, being in an interview and stating that was one of my positive, you know, things, traits that I did was I'm great at multitasking. While all the while it was just having me rush and not be in the moment. So, like I said, that is my motto this year. Enjoy the moment. And especially, you know, um, when I'm eating a meal, mm -hmm. whereas before I used to read or just do something, just try to always keep up. And what can I get done now? No, just enjoy that meal. You know, whatever I'm doing, just enjoy stay, that stay, one stay thing. Stay in the moment. Stay in the moment over and over again. Yes. And to keep those pillars health, healthy, you have to be in the moment. Right. It's in the moment we see the miracles happening in our life. It's in the moment we see what is coming. It's in the moment we can say, this is going to create a storm. If you are Absolutely. in the moment, you can see it coming and avoid it. Yes. But if yes. you're not in the moment, you will get caught up in that storm. And maybe it's not even your storm. Mm -mm. It's somebody else's ferocious wind. And you just happen to float into it because you were not in the moment. Mm. And that is what can happen when you're driving. You have to be in the moment of doing that. You shouldn't be phoning and driving or texting. Right. Because that other driver might be having a horrible day and just waiting to get into your path to cause you to mm -hmm. just to get you into that accident. And some so people true. will really do it. You know, yeah. So you, yeah. That's and so that's true. Now, you mentioned um, that you built these five pillars actually while you were teaching financial planning. So yeah. you discovered that individuals, you know, had other areas of their life that it wasn't prosperous. You know, they, they were falling behind in these other areas. How did they react when you started explaining this isn't just a financial issue? Well, when it first happened with a young man, this young man must, must have been in his mid-40s married and had a wife and two children, studying to be a chartered accountant. As you know, that is a particular program that takes a lot, a lot of time, years, and a lot of attention. In the meantime, his wife is a school teacher, and she is climbing up the ladder of success, becomes ready to be a vice principal. And I think today she's an actual principal and, in, you know, making a very good income. Yeah. So... He now is struggling, not struggling. He's being challenged to be, to do this work, to be study and have a job. But in the process of studying and having that job, what he was doing, he would try to be so aggressive at work, give me an opportunity. I mean, put me in the accounting department. And they didn't like that pushy, pushy attitude of his. Right. But he was just having to see if he could bringing as much money as his wife was bringing in. She was the main breadwinner. And she was a woman that had a lot of, of power in her belief and her attitude. And maybe young like him, not mm -hmm. realizing sometimes you have to pull back to give some other person a chance to showcase what they're doing. So he knew she was earning more. She let him know she was earning more. And it made him feel less than. Mm. To it, he lost about one or two jobs because of the consistent aggressiveness, trying to get a better, give me a chance, put me in a content. I know, and I am training, but you're not trained yet. Right. So, so when he came to me, he was in a position that he was pushing for. And I am looking at him and he's talking and I realized finance is not your problem. Your emotion is so mm. badly damaged. From your wife earning more money than you, you losing a couple jobs because you, of your emotions, again, is pushing. I have to get there so she'll be happy with me. Mm -hmm. And then so when I said to him, tell me about your life. And so when he told me about his, his personal life, and then he told me what his wife did and described his wife. And he said, oh, she'd never come for this mentoring and all of that. She knows she, she doesn't need it. And I said to him, 
Well, tell me more. Mm. At that time, he had just lost the third job mm. and was not working. So with the accounting background, he was trying to do taxes for people. And of course, people took advantage, small businesses, they wouldn't pay him. It was just going in a circle. Right. And no income. His wife's family has a contract to clean a big box store at night. So now that he's not working and he needs to make some money, they asked him or he had to take a job cleaning this big box store at night. That destroyed him even more emotionally. Right. So he was not a man of success at all. And so what he, so I had to talk to him and I have to tell him, kind of nurture him back and said, yeah, your symptom is you're not working, but what's brought on is your emotion. You have to fix your emotions first and realize that you cannot push your employee, your employers to employ you and put you in positions they believe you're not qualified for. Right. You have to your best you have to it's not going to change because you're all worked up that your wife is earning more money than you that will not change it is what it is mm -hmm. so it's getting to realize that there were some things he could control and some things he couldn't control so once i got him around that to realize you can control your behavior in a in an office environment you can control your acceptance of what your wife is doing and right. just let because her income right now is what is keeping the family afloat right. so we had to work that way and I got him going gave him that thing and he went back to um, bring out his business making better choices in who he decided to work for and today he's fully self-employed and That's doing right. and doing very well and recently he called me and asked me he said my wife is now ready to be coached and I said well oh. I said, that's great. Only, no, I do not do it for free anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Comes so, with a price. Yeah. So I told him and you know, I said, the ball is in your court. When you guys are ready to pay, that's how I do it for going forward. But, but he that's was the person. But to see that he took the advice, yes. I gave him, he worked on it, he, he built on it. And now every now and again, he comes to the live and he spends some time there. And that's that wonderful. He knows what he got from it. So that was how it, that's the pillars came that day. Wow. That is how they all fell. That's beautiful. Me. That's beautiful. And it's so true how a lot of individuals, a lot of men too, let's say the majority of the individuals are men. It's just something that they're taught, I guess, or maybe that they just pick up in their upbringing because a lot of old fashioned and elder individuals, they don't want to let go of that ego and that pride. No. And no. I, I still find a lot of men that will not agree to any type of coaching, mentorship. It's like, you know, mental health, emotional health, all of that is something they've never heard of. And then when you mention it, they still don't want to hear about it. But you know that men do, do not believe in crying. They do and not cry. You're right. They're taught when they're young. Don't cry. Yes. Suck it up. You're a big boy. Yeah. Boys don't cry. Big boys don't cry. Even if they're five years old, what are you crying for? You're a boy. Boys don't cry. Right. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. You're holding it inside all their life. Right. Right. And then so that's wonderful that he finally came around and realized, you know, that he needed to look at the other areas, every other areas. And he, we did work on it and it was so good. He sent me his cousin and I think I did a live with his cousin. That was a direct opposite. Okay. And once I gave the cousin, the cousin came and once I put him on the track, he just took off like a, 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 a bat. He just took off like a rocket. There was nothing stopping him. And oh. he, he, he got married and I had set him up with the sustainable financial spending plan. You know all about that. Yeah. He had a vacation account and he came back on one night and he talked about it. He said that, that um, coaching I got with Tessa Marie really put me in a position. He has to marry two kids. They bought their own home. And then he said, he, he, we just came back from a vacation with a family of four. They're young, young kids. But he said it was so nice to know that we did not have to worry about where the money was coming from. All his pillars were firing really well. He just, oh. because he, 
he was already, but he was also already more, he was, he was, had a faith, he believed. Right. And he took the advice right away. And he was just dating his present wife. And they got together closer and he just took off. It was amazing to see that. And he's still doing amazingly well. Oh, that's great. That's beautiful. And that, you know, he just was able to take launch right away. <laughs> yes, all he needed was just somebody to just light the fire. Right. And, and off with the rocket went. And once he got it, he understood it. And even when he brought his stuff for me, it was so neatly done. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and he just, it was amazing. It was, it was remarkable to see somebody. He had this, he had everything, but I got his, once I realized his spiritual pillow was solid, I knew the others would be. Right. And, you know, and he also volunteered. So he did things outside of just himself. You and know, I and- totally agree with, you know, that you have to incorporate some type of community service yes. within you because one, you know, the present to ourselves is giving to others. Mm-hmm. It just, it mm-hmm. lifts you up. It so. does. Once you are able to guide somebody else to where they want to go, then you are already successful. The minute you give them the guidance that they need or the support or you, you're that a boy, you're good. Continue, mm-hmm. push forward. And that's, and he coached kids, I think in soccer or something. And he, he was uh-huh. helping these kids, but if you could see he was right into it and he was just a, a really good experience to have. That's great. What a beautiful story. Um, now I mentioned earlier in the introduction how um, you're a graduate from fashion design, you create your own wardrobe. Um, I would love for you to explain about, I remember that message and it's so vivid to me. I always think of it about how designing clothing is similar to designing your goals. You have to have a pattern. You have to have a plan. What is it exactly that you, that you said? Can you share that? Well, it's, to design your clothes, if as, as a designer, I need to sketch the pattern. I need to sketch the design. This is what I want it to look like. So that is what a goal setting is. So you need to take what it is you desire and create a, a picture of it, whether it's in picture form, drawing, or writing form. Mm-hmm. So as a fashion designer, I, I, I want to design a dress for a wedding. Well, what do I want it to look like? The same thing you would say, I want to design my life or goal. I would like a car. What kind of car? I would, and most people, let's leave a car. A car is simple. Let's leave the big one. Everybody wants to have their own home. I want to have my a house of my own. After I want to have my own home. Mm-hmm. And so the minute that's what they speak to, that's how we speak. I want a home. I want a house. And yours, I want to me is just a hollow, a hollow word. It has mm-hmm. no bottom. It's everything just goes through it. Because every time you say you want, you're admitting you do not have it yet. So you de- I desire, I, I'm going to this way now, desire a dress that looks like this and that, or I, I, I desire a home. But a dress and a home is the same. What kind of dress do you want? Mm-hmm. What kind of house do you want to buy? A condo, a semi-detached, a back split, a townhome, right. uh, a two-story, a bungalow. What what are you looking for? A dress without a back, with a back, sides cut off, long slit. What color? So that's why I say it's like designing a dress. You have to give it all the tiny things that makes it complete. Do you want it to face east, south? What area, what street, what part of the city, what right. color is that dress going to be? How long, how short? <laughs> you see what I mean? Right. And so, how to get there. And, and how, how to, to get there. How to get how that to get... home. Yes. How, what are you going to do? What steps are you going to take to get ready for that home? The steps I'm going to take to design my thing is because I have a picture in my mind. I have to go to a fabric store. 
I have to create a pattern. I need to know how much material I need, the color of the thread, the zipper, and everything. Same thing in the house. Right. How many I bedrooms? Do you want a fireplace or you want a swimming pool? So whatever we desire in our life, we have to be specific, no matter how small it is. You are not going to the store to buy a big pen and come back with another style of pen. You know you want a big blue ink pen. Yep. You want a fine point or you want a medium point? What do you want exactly? Do you need a, a, a marker? <laughs> Here you go. Got so it. <laughs> yeah, so what is simple but we do not take time. And the big one before the house, we want a man or we want a woman. And very few of us look past the outside of that person, the shell, not the real person. We are looking at the shell, the outside, the curves, the muscles, the six pack, the face, the beauty right. on the outside. Oh, and we do not pay attention to the soul part, the inside. The true person lies inside of the shell we call a body. And it's the same thing. So if we do not know that, we will get, we'll settle for anything. Or the first man or woman that whistles or winks at you, you fall for that. Right. Because you didn't know what you were looking for. So again, you come back to that saying, whose wind it is anyway. That, the wind that blew you here, whose wind was it? Was it your? Did you create? Right. Did you set your sail to catch that wind? You know what I mean? Right. And then people wonder why it doesn't work out. You know, it doesn't work not out. getting to know the individual inside. And you and you can create that by saying what you're looking for, because as you know, every time we speak, we are prophesizing. Mm. Every word we say is a prophecy of tomorrow. Right. Every word we say is a prophecy of next week. It's just there. So if you're looking for a man, just say, I want a man, I want a man. You'll settle for any man. I want a woman and I want a woman that's really pretty. Mm -hmm. But she can't cook. She, she has a bad habit. She's a spendthrift. She doesn't understand the value of money. She doesn't want to work. Is that what you really want? Right. But you didn't say what you wanted. You didn't mm -hmm. say you wanted to go east or west. If we put the wrong information in a GPS, it takes us wherever it figures we are supposed to go. And we say, the GPS is all messed up, but we did not give it the right information. Mm. So, so that's I love that. I love that analogy. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, and the goal setting journal that you wrote. I'm thinking of it because we're talking about goals, designing those goals. Um, I am going to put that in the show notes. And how did you come up with the goal setting journal? I love it. I have one myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The goal setting journal. I created the goal setting journal for myself. I wanted to write because I've always had goals always had my goals written down. I was taught to write my goals from a very early age. Um, first my parents, and then when I went to the school, the Catholic school, the nuns taught us, you have to have a goal. What did you plan to do? It would be simple goals. Oh, well, there's going to be a school fair and we have the food table, the food um, tent, and we want to make the most money. Our goal is to make the most money. So you started off, what are we going to serve that people like on a hot summer day? So that was how it all started. And then, so if you want something, you save for it. If you want something, you plan for it. And that is what we all have to do. So I started writing my goals and then I would have the things I would notice. You have to know exactly what it is you desire. Mm. And, you, and if you, and then I'm saying want, want, want. I, I, I used to muse on that word. The more you say one, every time you say one, because we pray when we want things. Mm -hmm. But every time we go and we pray to God and we say, I want this, Lord Jesus, I want this. We're telling him we're not getting it. That's why we go back every day and repeat the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I said, then what about if we use words that are sweeter, like I desire. And when you desire, you put emotions in it. But people needed that. So I started writing it down. And then when I started doing the IG Live, people noticed me. 
as an individual and they realize, and I couldn't hold it back as much as I didn't want people to realize or know that I lived a fulfilled life. I'm living a fulfilled life. And I always had a fulfilled life. And then someone said to me, but you never had a hard life. How can you teach us? So I said, no, I never had a hard life, but I know and by observing others, what it is and what they were doing wrong or how they were perpetuating that life by repeating it over and over where energy goes, where attention goes, energy flows. And it just kept, it was a vicious circle. So then I started writing down what I practiced. In spite of what is happening, what do you get out of this? What is the lesson in this? Do you know? Because sometimes we get so angry because we got lost. Mm. But on the road, you got lost. But when you got lost, you found out something that's very interesting. You would like to go back to see at another date. So what did I get from being lost? I learned where something else lived. I learned what not to do. I observed and somebody prepared a meal a certain way. They served it a certain way. I observe and I say, okay, so that's a very good, bad example for me. Mm. Not to follow, not to do it this way. Right. So I started writing all these things down. So when I went on IG and I started, people asked me questions. I said, let me create a goal setting journal and have a seminar on how to set your goals and how to, you know, it was like two, one and a half hour seminar. Remember mm -hmm. you and, and two different your, days. Yeah. Two different days and open your heart and speak your goals and speak life into it and take action every day. Use a blue ink pen. Remember we talked about that? Yeah, uh, and, <laughs> same blue, one. Yes, all the, all the way. And because blue is the strongest color, it's on top of us and it's around us in the water that we, everything is blue. The sky is bigger than the trees because the trees are in the earth and around it is water and it's blue. And they say more, more successful people use a blue ink pen to plan their life and their goals and to sign and stuff like that. So I said, if it's good for them, it might as well be good for us. Absolutely. So we started using that. And I created it with rules to follow. Mm -hmm. Tips and topics, little things that you needed to know in order for you to, to plan your goals and work it through. And when you go from setting the goals down taking action every day, starting to be the goal, because many times we have a goal to do something and we are here and we see what we want to do or become over there, long away and far away, right? So it's good to draw it into you. When we do the gratitude, bring your dream goals mm -hmm. and desires to your heart. That's, we did an exercise on that. Yeah. And that is what helps you. And that's why how I created it. It's putting all of these little parts together that created it. Because you know it tells you your goals will morph and they will start speaking to you. So on your most frustrating day, when you do not know what to do about your dream goals and desires, you go, okay, what do you want from me? Talking to your dream goal and desire, mm -hmm. I should do today so that you can manifest in my life. And then you pause and you wait. And if you keep doing that, it will speak to you and you will write it down. And when you have written it down, you realize, no, these are not my words. I would never use those words. And the way the sentence, you, you, you see that and you go, okay, I would never say that. The sentence, okay. I would, and it's the words are different purposely. And if you look right. closer, the writing is different. That's the goal speaking. And as much as you say, no, it does happen. It right. takes over. It takes over and it tells you, you need to do this. Right. Like, where did that come from? Wow. Yeah. yeah. What, a, what an idea. And if you follow through, you'll say, wow. Okay. That's great. Even for you asking me to have this conversation with you today, that's an inspiration. And you follow through on it. Where it leads, you don't know, but you took the inspiration. So it's your dream, your goal, desire. Say, Talk to that person. Have a chat with you. Yes. So <laughs> uh, for me, it's, it's amazing how things, how things work out when you just set your mind to it, mm -hmm. follow the goals, follow, follow. that pattern. And follow. yeah, um, yeah it, it's amazing. 
All right. I have a few questions for you, Tessa Marie. I might have spoken too much. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Okay. What age do you feel you grew the most and why? Uh, I don't know if I grew. In my 30s, I was such a sensuous woman. In my 30s, I look at my 30s and I think they were the best years of my life. It was, I, I just, I bloomed in my 30s. Yeah. I yeah. became a very sensuous, wholesome, amazing, satisfied, beauty, beauty from inside out. I was just invincible, unstoppable. I just felt like, whoa, the flower has opened. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So that's probably during that time is where you found complete, I guess, confidence and acceptance and total love in yourself and just nothing's going to stop me. It is a combination of all the pillars coming together. Yeah. I always was confident and persistent, consistent, determined. But then it's like I say, boom, the flower opened. But it was right. all the steps I took in my 20s. Because mm. from in a very, I was married very early, age of 22. This is unheard of today. Right. right? And I got married at that age. And it was fine. It was, I okay. Life and finance has the same type of, they're parallel, very parallel. Mm -hmm. People do not realize that. So what happens from birth to your 20s, you're de developing. When you start your financial planning, your financial goals, the early years, you're developing. You're not sure you're doing a little mm -hmm. savings here, a little savings here. In your development, your developing years as a human you go from childhood to university, you finish university mid-20s or so. Life is finances by mid-20s, you're making a little bit more money because you finish university, you're going up. And in the 30s, you have gained some experience at work. You're making more money. Um, and in your 30s, you, you're more sure, you're taking chances. And that goes on all through your 40s, the parallel, your finances, you want more, you're applying for better jobs at work. And you also are developing as a human being. You're more sure of yourself. You have more confidence. You, you, have, you take more risk. Right. Financially, you invest in things that are a little bit riskier, volatile. And then you might want to buy a, to, to, to do things that are, you go climb the mountain, bungee jumping in real life. And so the same risk you're taking in your finances, you're taking it in your life and you come into your 50s and you almost come to the cooling down period. So when you're 50s in your career, you're at the top. And in your finances, you look back at what you have accumulated because you were in the accumulating stages and you have all this investment or you have property, you have a boat, you have more than one car. Right. And you're at the top of your financial scale at work. And all of that. And then you come to the twilight going down to your 60s. You're starting to look at life. You wouldn't take a chance. I'm not bungee jumping. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to ride on my two-wheeler around the block and <laughs> do donuts and stuff like that anymore. And then you also look at your finances and you're thinking, well, it's time to take less risk. You talk to your broker. I need less risk. You know, I have to maintain a lifestyle for the future, legacy, and I have to take care of my health. So that's one of the things you do. And that is very much important for, for you to realize that. So in my 30s, I had my last child at 34. And it was amazing. Everything was amazing in my life. It was, I had done, and I didn't start having children early either. I had my first one at 29. So it wasn't a big gap for three kids. Right. But when I had this, from 30 on, it was just a different different person and I knew it I accepted it I could feel it I could feel it physically emotionally my vibration was different I took chances I did things that were stimulating I opened my own business I just did all kinds of stuff <laughs> I see that I see that I love it okay 
what is a life lesson that you would like to share? A life lesson, start to plan your life as early as possible and never get off the bus until it takes you to your destination. So Ooh. I started wanting to live a fulfilled life at 22. Mm -hmm. I happen to come from a family that had, but once we set our life together, we didn't have, and mm -hmm. that, and our parents, my parents was not going to make us have by giving us what they worked for. We had to do what it is to get to our own way. So I started saving very early in life, but when we got married as a couple, I, we started saving. And in those days, of course, it was very small pay. So all we could save was a dollar seventy-five, one dollar mm -hmm. seventy-five every two weeks. So it was like eighty-seven cents a week, but that was phenomenal mm -hmm. because without this, I wouldn't be where I am today. It was the foundation. It was my root. It was the acorn to my oak tree. Right. It was a tiny acorn, and I, we just kept building on it, compounding it. Twenty-five cents, twenty-five cents, and. $3 and eventually one day, boom, it was $80 a week, but it took years and it just kept growing from that. And so the life lesson is knowing the five pillars exist, which I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to be healthy and strong and prosperous later on in life. I wanted to have choices to, to do the things that I know I had as a child but to do it for myself, to be able to travel, to be healthy, to take care of myself, to be smart, to learn, to, to, to try new things, to do new things like mm -hmm. yoga. At right. 22, I did yoga. Yoga wasn't cool in my, when I was 22, but this German lady did it. So I went and I tried it. She was much older than me. She was an age lady, quite senior, but she was teaching yoga. And I went to the yoga class and I started constantly exercising and working out and I didn't work out I went for long walks I watched what I ate I did gardening I I <laughs> I absorbed life I just took it on and I never let up right and those things you still practice on I a daily basis every day I do I practice I have never I I have never stopped doing the things that gave me the edge to be who I am today. I have never stopped it. That's so amazing. I still exercise. I wake up at 4.30. Mm -hmm. I exercise every day. I When I wake up, my girlfriend said, the devil goes, oh, she's up again. <laughs> <laughs> so I get up at 4.30 and I start my day with, with my morning routines. But I also have nighttime practices. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and one of the things that I, you know, I think people should realize, love making is part of a fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. Having memories or having the action of love making, the excuses we sometimes make as women, I have a headache, is really not benefiting us. Mm -mm. It does not benefit you as a person in the long run. Mm -hmm. You have to use that. That is part of your of your chakra. This is creation. That is where you're stimulated. And it doesn't only stimulate you for sex. It stimulates you for learning, for being creative, because right. that's where creation started. Right. That's why God created us. Yes. And that creative portion is right there. So whether yeah. you're creating and procreating children or procreating and procreating learning and doing how to create other things in your life. You need to stimulate that. Right. All of this has to come together. I love that. Okay. One more question. And then we're going to get to my two fun questions. That's okay. <laughs> What's a goal that you're working on right now? My goal, I am working, I have a big goal, a huge goal I'm working on. And I am seeing the results now already because my, my goal, with all the goals I created are in place. So when I got, when I went to Evan Carmichael, it wasn't for coaching. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what, how to do a live and, and all of that. So I went there 
somebody bought me, paid for this for me as a gift and said, go there, they're doing this thing. You will learn how to do the podcast. You learn how to do um, the IG live. And that's what I got from there. And I met um, interesting people that are still friends today. So I was yes. there for a year. And yeah. that, year, it wasn't because he, co- he doesn't really coach you. Okay, gotcha. He, 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 there's a platform. He says things, but it's not personal coaching. I see. Uh, it's up to you to take what he says and to apply it. And that's what I did. Um, so I what, love was, that. what was your question? What, oh, what is a goal you're working on right now? So my goal I'm working on is that I desire to be a world-renowned coach. I want to be not a coach, but a speaker. Mm. At the same time that you can learn from what I'm saying. Right. I want to deliver motivation, encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment, telling you, you doesn't matter what people think, you're great enough. I want to teach people how to think about their goals, dreams, desires, what they think about themselves. You, see, you know, I go use exquisite words. I'm always saying that. Mm-hmm. Other opinion has nothing to do with you. Nope. Um, let everybody live their life. Make no assumptions about family, friends, or who people you don't know. And then no matter what you do, do your best. Get up and do your best every right. day. So right. I my message. Enlighten educate and encourage i call them the three e's i love that <laughs> so, i love that so well, i can definitely see that goal because you already do it for for me <laughs> and you know many other individuals that that hop on your live and um i'm gonna put in the show notes you know all your social handles but um okay fun questions what is one thing on your bucket list and why? <laughs> I never had a bucket list because I, I never had something planned that I didn't do. You so I, I plan it and I just do it. And I put, I had what you can call them guardrails. I love to travel. Mm. So I have a travel account. So money goes in there as I get paid when I worked all those years. Mm-hmm. So every payday, a certain amount of money goes in my travel account. You know, you've seen the pictures. I'm wild for the holidays, Christmas time. I'm a right. big Christmas person to give the gifts, celebrate it and showcase it by my lights and decoration. So I have a Christmas savings account just to spend for Christmas. And I go completely crazy. <laughs> I spend all of what is in there and it's not a little bit of money. Right, I, I bet. Give my, I give my children fabulous, expensive stuff that they would never think of they like and stuff like that. So my bucket list, if I have a bucket list and it's, it's in action, to live a life of complete joy, enthusiasm, love what I do, show up, do my right. best, love others, share, share. Sharing is something people do not do. Mm-hmm. Some of us are so afraid of sharing knowledge, sharing a dollar. You know, right. some people you, and sharing is hard for the person who can't share because they don't know how to receive either. Right. That's how they can share. So, you know, you buy, like you gave me those, it's right there, the hand creams, you know how much I cherish. Oh, yeah. I told you about that. Yeah. I Friends that I will give them, go, I bring them a gift. Oh, you shouldn't have. Well, <laughs> I don't think you right, Like, I took time out of my life for this. Oh, like, yes, I, I, I said, you know what? Don't tell me how to spend my money. Right. And I said, what is wrong with you? Can't you not just shut up and accept <laughs> it? And that is exactly how I say it to them. Right. So one friend of mine said, I learned my lesson. Take it and say, thank you. I love it. Even if you don't love it then give it to somebody else, but do not, uh, do not do that. So mm-hmm. I love to share, to give, and I never stop to think I don't have enough to give. Mm-hmm. I just, do. I want to, I do. And that's yeah. how I, and I, so on my bucket list, okay. if I have to have a bucket list, it's continue to be the person that I am. I love the person I am. I love me. I love, I love it too. <laughs> I love the energy. I love how I feel. Um, 
people try to find things to make you be scared of. Oh, you live alone. You can, oh, your husband's a children are gone. You live alone. La, 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 la. And I go, so what? I was born alone. That day was only me. That is the only person my parents were thinking of that day was me. So I came alone. What is your point? But they want to make you look at all the doom and gloom. Oh, you could die in the night. I said, I only have one way of dying is to die. There's no two chances. There's no several <laughs> choices. <laughs> it's going to happen one day. Right. And I have no idea. And I'm not going to worry about what day is going to happen. My job is to take the minute I have now and enjoy it. So my uh -huh. belief is continue to be to have the five pillars. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love your outlook, Tessa Marie. I just, <laughs> you mean so much to me. You know that. And you mean too. <laughs> you know oh, that. Thank you. Okay, last question. If you could ask one question to anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you ask them? Um, <laughs> you're going to you're going to flip over that one. <laughs> if I had to ask a person that walked this earth one question, and what would the question be, and why? Right. Who would who would you ask? And it could be anyone, dead or alive. And what would you ask them? That one person that you choose. I would ask Jesus that question because it's not because of religion and alone. He left mm -hmm. a big impact on the earth, but with all his wisdom and all the women that he brought with him, why didn't he teach more respect for women? He had already changed the world Mm -hmm. I, I being a rebel because he was a rebel he was disobedient to his earthly parents and so why didn't you give more make why didn't you flip it around you did so many things why didn't you flip it so that there was more balance because two thousand years or more there is still imbalance so why didn't you yeah because you had women you women were important in your life it wasn't that he was only for men According to the stories, we weren't there, but right. based on the stories we are told, women were very important in your life, mm -hmm. just as disciples like men. So why did it happen that you only, you, you kept it the way you met it, where men right. were as one, I would like that to That they know. weren't more equal yes, during that, that time. That your, right. You could do so much. Why didn't you also teach, although you, you, you right. touched on it, why didn't you open it up? Yeah, I so, never thought about that. That's pretty would, good. Yeah, I want to know why he didn't. That would be yeah. important for me to know. That's a great question. <laughs> it was a fantastic question. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with us. And um, I want to give you a minute to let everyone know where they can purchase your books okay. um, and then also where we can find you on social media. Okay. So my books, all of my books, I really do have five books now. Wow. So I have, well, I have the gratitude journal, you know about that. Mm -hmm. And then I have the book of proof where you oh, need the book of proof is acknowledgement. I have the proof that the law of attraction and gratitude is working in my favor because this is happening. And so that is acknowledging that small steps are taking place and small successes are taking place towards your big success, which is like saying, oh, thanks, Jean. Because if I say thank you to you for something, you're going to feel more happy to help me. Mm -hmm. So the book of proof is acknowledging that gratitude and the law of attraction are your friends. And the more you give them that proof that you acknowledge them, the more they will give you opportunities to do that. Right. And the gratitude journal is special. It's really a nice journal. And then I, so we have, and now I'm also doing the Five Pillars of Prosperity ebook, and that's coming out. Oh, nice. So the, so these are these, so that's five, and this will be a sixth, sixth book. 
And then obviously God does not want me to stop. So every time I think I'm done writing, there's another one popping up. So there's more in the works. And then I am on all the social media except TikTok, no, not TikTok, Twitter. I am on TikTok, the Tessa Marie, Instagram, Facebook, the Tessa Marie, the Morning Blessing. And I am on YouTube. And my YouTube channel is growing really well. Um, I am paying attention to it and posting on it every day. And on the YouTube channel, it's a little bit more risque. I talk more about, sometimes I talk about how to become a sensual woman, how to become an unstoppable woman, things like that, or how to just be you and, and claim your, your person, who you are. So it has the five, it's based on the five pillars because in the five pillars, you still have to be strong and be that kind of person. So it's Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, um, in, the, in those places. And I will put all of those links down in the show notes. And your books are available on Amazon? On Amazon, yeah. All of them are available at Amazon. You can get right. them. I will all. put those links in the show notes as well. Well, Tessa Marie, thank you so much for being a guest. Um, I am honored to have you here and just really, really enjoy today so much. I learned a boatload of more things again. I, I hope so. I kept looking at the camera because they keep telling me, look at the camera. And when the person speaks, look at them. So I was looking at you when you Yeah, spoke. I'm all over the place too. So oh, I guess it'll get better with time. Time. So I'm concentrating on that. But it has been an honor and a privilege. I'm so happy and grateful you asked me to do that. I was surprised, but please. Oh, one yeah, of I was things. just so ready. I knew from the get-go you were going to be you? one of my first. Oh, one my, of oh first am I your first one? I'm your first guest? Not, not first, one of the few first. One of the few first. <laughs> that is what, yeah. a, what a, it's an honor and a privilege. And I'm happy and grateful you chose me because to be there, to be one of the people that you put on your, on your podcast. How is your podcast going? It's busy, I guess, now. It's going good. It is going good. I'm having a few... Um, video difficulties here and well, there um Zoom on, it's Zoom going on. great so thank you again so much for being here and sharing your knowledge with us i love you endlessly thank you and take, take care y'all <laughs>